Welcome to the Wednesday afternoon edition of the Overtime Podcast. Matt Harrington joins us today. He was on the call of a thrilling 2-1 overtime win for Pine City area as they knock off the Hopkins Park Royals at the Minnetonka Ice Arena. We'll hear some riveting highlights from Matt on the call. It was one of his better efforts, I will say, Matt. It was terrific. And then we'll also hear from Pine City area head coach, Bill Agard. He's been there since the inception, and uh, he was definitely, certainly pleased with his club's effort. They had 45 shots on goal in their victory, and the goaltending, we'll get into that, very impressive throughout the evening during that game. There's some other big scores that we'll take a look at in girls hockey from last night. We only had a couple uh, of uh, big ones on our uh, MN Hockey TV network as we're slowly ramping into uh, the season. We've got some big games we'll talk about tomorrow. The boys have been trying out slash practicing depending if they're a cut team or a no cut team. And we're just going to let that one lie and let all that stuff play out. So instead we'll focus here on the girls game. Matt, thanks for joining us here today. Yeah, Pete, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Well, you had a dandy yesterday. Uh, it was, uh, you know, I mean, what what did Hopkins Park tie the game in the second period with two seconds left on an Avery Shaw tally after Pine City area <laughs> took the one nothing lead in the first period? Correct, yeah. So Pine City was pretty dominant, really, the first, uh, first period and most of the second, and then Hopkins Park was just able to find that uh, little bit of life they needed there late in the second, and they got things even, which set up for a really entertaining third period. Shots on goal read this way. First period, Pine City area 9, Hopkins Park 9. Then it was 15-4, uh, Pine City. And then it was 18-9, and then 3-1 in the OT. And uh, I, I was saying, you were texting me during the game, and I was looking forward to an overtime game winner from you. And you said, you got it. So uh, I'm very uh, forward, uh, looking forward to this. Let's check in on your highlights right now, Matt. This was something special. Geiser can't handle that puck. To the front it goes. Nice feed, they score! Oh, what a finish in front of the net. It was a perfect pass. Trying to get toward the front there. Backhander, scores! The Royals have tied it with 2.6 seconds to go in period number two. Getting a change here as Dragons hit the reset button. Turnover! Here's a breakaway. Risters! No, it didn't go! It hit the post! Oh, it was just sitting there. And the Royals can't convert. Here they come. Ashworth with 58 seconds to go. Ashworth, nice move! What a play, and it's poked away. The follow-up chance is broken up as well on a terrific save. Oh my goodness. This is going to do it for regulation here at the Minnetonka Ice Arena as this has been a fun one. 1-1 after regulation between Pine City and Hopkins Park. Stick in front, here's a chance back in her glove. Save by Osland. What a stop to start this overtime. This one rolls around in the slot, broken up, and now Pine City the other way. Here they come on a breakaway, and they score! It's Perot with the winner, and Pine City takes home the win on the road in game one. Matt, seemed like there's some really good energy. You had the band in the building, and uh, it was popping there at the Minnetonka Ice Arena last night. It was, and it was the first uh, 
well, technically their second home game of the season, but first at the Minnetonka Ice Arena. Of course, they play games at the St. Louis Park Rec Center as well. But, yeah, it was a great environment. And, you know, when you go into a game like this where you've got a team in Pine City playing their first game of the year, their single-A program, we don't really have them all that often on the Evan Hockey TV Network. You don't really know what you're going to get sometimes, but uh, this one definitely had a lot of energy and excitement, and it was a lot of fun to be a part of. Let's check in with the head coach of the winning team, Bill Agard, right here at the Overtime Podcast. I'm here with uh, head coach Bill Agard of the Pine City Dragons, who uh, come out with a big road win uh, in your opening game of the season. And this is, I think if I have it correct, this is your only double-A game on the schedule. Can you talk about uh, what that means for you and your program? Just a huge boost for our team. Um, first game of the year, getting our butterflies out of our, the system in there, you know, was just a great win for the girls. Come on, flying like that against another eight team. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think one of the things that I noticed throughout the course of the game is really those second chance opportunities in the offensive zone, players keeping the puck in, getting opportunities. Can you kind of talk about what you saw from that point of view and uh, creating those second chances? They just kept them putting the pressure on and keep on going and attacking the net. Um, Hopkins had a great goalie. She had, what, 43 saves yeah. today? But we, 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 kept, we kept the pressure going and uh, our second chances, but hats off to the Hopkins goalie, too, in the game she had. For sure. And then you look ahead and you think uh, things that obviously stood out to you tonight. What are some of the uh, key components that impressed you on the ice? Um, for our team, just our grit, um, our trustworthiness of each other, and um, the teamwork. We continue working hard and just keep on rolling three lines in our depth. Yeah, and then final question, you guys surrender that goal in the final few seconds of the second period. What was kind of the message uh, to keep the heads up, if you will, in the locker room? Um, just keep working hard. I mean, they got a goal with 12 seconds left or 2.6, I think it was. So, But just keep on working hard. We're doing all right in the game. Um, things happen like that, but we can overcome this, and the girls worked hard. For sure. Well, that'll do it. A uh, 2-1 overtime win for the Pine City Dragons. That's head coach Bill Agard. The Hopkins Royals will be headed off to the Dick Vra Arena in Osseo to take on Osseo Park Center. And then, meanwhile, off to Prairie Center it goes the Pine City area. Great work, Matt, on that game last night. I know you were tapped late in the game. Actually, you came on in relief. I went to the bullpen with you. You know why? <laughs> why is that? I was fatigued. Hey, that's all right. I just completely Bye. out of gas, and you bailed me out. And, uh, <laughs> I, and, and you know what? And I'm, I was kind of watching the game while I was doing my other work. I actually had other, you know, like stuff that I have to do for, for the business other than talk puck and, and announce games. And I was I had one eye on your game, and it was uh, thoroughly entertaining, and I loved every minute of it. So, uh, again, great work by you, and uh, we appreciate uh, your contributions uh, on that as well. It was awesome. But when we look at uh, the rest of the games from last night, it was a 4-1 win for Andover over uh, the Benilde St. Margaret's Red Knights. The Red Knights, with their seven goals against Stillwater, were kind of stopped there a bit by this uh, addition from Andover. A nice win for the Huskies. Yeah, very nice win for the Huskies, Pete. And I think we you know, weren't really sure if Benilde was going to come in with a, a road win, perhaps, and try and get off uh, to a 2-0 start. But we know Andover lost some talent uh, from last year's team that, of course, went to the state tournament like they pretty much always do really the last few seasons. But uh, the Huskies looked really good. They outshot uh, Benilde in that game, I believe, 33-12 to were the final shots on goal in favor of the Huskies. So it was a strong uh, opening period 
for them, they scored two goals, kind of really set the tone in that game. Yeah, they included a 14-3 advantage in those. However, it was 1-1 as Andover scored at 8-0-9. Norris Sauer picked up her first of a pair on the game. Uh, Maya Engler in on the assist. That was a power play marker. They'd be two for two with the power play, which would become a big difference maker in this hockey game. Uh, Meanwhile, the Red Knights were one for five with the power play. But the Red Knights tied it as Kaylee Koopman scored her power play goal from Tala Hansen at 8.50. Then Andover took the 2-1 lead in the uh, toward the end of the uh, first period. That was Piper Andrews with the goal, and then they went on to finish off the game with that 4-1 win. So a nice win there for the Huskies to uh, open up and you know a perennial power, uh, absolutely. Roso's a team that we're uh, definitely regarding as one of the better clubs, Matt. Uh, they had a nice 6 nothing sturdy win over the East Grand Forks Green Wave. They outshoot them 15-1 in the first, 15-3 in the second, and 15-2 in the third. They pretty much had their way. Uh, goaltending was rock solid for East Grand Forks as under siege was uh, Britland uh, Rasmussen. 34 out of 40 shots turned aside for her on the game. And meanwhile, for Rozo, they had huge contributions from uh, Jasmine Hovda. She had a pair of goals and two assists for four points to pace her addition to the win. They had a number of players with multiple points as well, but Hovda clearly carried the mail there. Yeah, no surprise to see uh, her do well. And You know, if you watched our Inside the Bubble girls hockey season preview, I talked about Havda and how good she's been. And, of course, she's just a sophomore this year, which is super impressive to see the kind of numbers that she's been putting up. And early in the season still, and uh, Rozo gets in the win column, they had a, a couple of uh, tough games uh, recently, but they uh, get an important win. And that should be uh, good for setting the tone the rest of the season. Blaine and Elk River skated to a two-all tie at Fogarty Ice Arena last night in what was a very entertaining hockey game. Meanwhile, the Northern Stars of Duluth, 3-2 winners over North Shore and a very close one there at the Ascension Duluth Heritage Center. Uh, and then another action for you, Hill Murray, 3-1 to one winners over the Eden Prairie uh, Eagles. You know, that that's an interesting game. Matt, more along the lines of, you know, we know Hill Murray is going to be very good this year, but the question is, where was Eden Prairie going to fit into the mix? If you scoreboard watch, it was a two-goal difference in the the game. Shots were 51-19 in favor of Hill Murray, who had the puck for much of the hockey game. But one way or the other, Eden Prairie found a way to fight and compete and stay in that game. They did, and they have a senior goaltender in Tegan Swanson, who I think is one of the more underappreciated goaltenders in the state. And you mentioned the amount of shots she faced uh, in that one, 51. That's a lot. <laughs> That's about one a minute. Well, exactly one a minute. And so she's got a 955 save percentage so far in three games this season. You know, if she can continue that kind of effort, we could maybe be talking about uh, a Needham Prairie team that could give some of these top teams in the late conference some trouble. North Wright County had a nice bounce back win, 9 nothing over Minneapolis. Of course, North Wright County was on our CARE 11 uh, game of the week last uh, week uh, against Alexandria in a very entertaining game there where they were on the short end of that one. Uh, but bottom line is um, nice win for them, nice response from the Lake Conference Club for sure. Yeah, and North Wright County, I think we kind of agreed that when we were doing that game Friday that it was – only a matter of time before they were able to find their groove a little bit. It was opening night, maybe getting some jitters out, and they lost to Hill Murray as well this past weekend. Um, but they only allowed seven shots on goal uh, from Minneapolis in that game. So 
very impressive effort, especially defensively for Northright County. The Orono Spartans evened up their record at 1-1 one and one after losing to Simley to open the season. 5-1 winners over Alexandria, who then evens their record up at 1-1. One and one. Prior Lake were also winners over New Prague 4-1. And how about this? Breck, 6-3 winners at the New Hope Ice Arena against Robbinsdale, Armstrong, Cooper. You know, for Breck, they, they had a... This is a quick... I don't want to say rebuild because it sounds like we're signing free agents, but... They've had a quick <laughs> rebuild. You know, it's been impressive for sure. It, it has. And, you know, it's going to be one of those things where we go along later in the season to see if really they are for real. But this is definitely a team that uh, they're in Section 5A, of course, which is with uh, Orono, um, among others. But they could be another one of those teams that, given their past history, always finds a way to get things done come section time. Roseville Montemita were winners 2-1 over Moundsview Irondale in the hyphenated game there. Meanwhile, Bloomington Jefferson 4-3 winners over Shakopee. Nice win for the Jags. Simley continues their winning ways as they shut out Viz by a score of 6-0 that at Simley's Vets Arena. By the way, we will be at Vets Arena Friday night for our Hockey Night in Minnesota Game of the Week with CARE 11, CARE 11 Plus, and all the CARE 11 streaming apps. So that should be a good one. It'll be Simley and the Warriors of War Road as uh, Matt will be on the call for the play-by-play on that one. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one, Pete. Uh, Simley and Warroad playing the second end of a home-and-home series that started last season where the Warriors of Warroad won 9-0 in that one, but I think this one promises to be a lot closer of a game. The the talent level is certainly a lot closer than it was uh, uh, this season than it was last season. St. Paul Two Rivers were 4-1 to one winners over Osseo Park Center. Meanwhile, Stillwater won better than Creighton-Durham Hall at the uh, St. Croix Valley Rec Center last night by a score of 3-2 as they come back. Uh, they tone things down defensively against the Raiders. Uh, meanwhile, pick up a win and even up their record at 1-1. One and one. Yeah, and Creighton-Durham Hall, of course, was just one win away from a section uh, win last season or a section championship I should say. And so we'll see how the Raiders do this year, but going on the road to Stillwater and putting up a really good effort uh, against a good ponies team is an impressive stat. And who knows? We'll see what the Raiders offer this season. The Apple Valley Eagles went to work at the Rochester rec center as they defeated Rochester century, John Marshall, 12 to nothing, five in the first six in the second. And uh, they uh, are absolutely a team to watch for sure. But Michaela Moran off to the the big jump in the the points category three four and seven for her. Uh, uh, Lila Krakowski had a hat trick as well, and uh, they uh, spread it around quite well with uh, multi point games from a number of players. Yeah, and this is a team where, of course, Moran is going to stand out as your leading scorer pretty much almost every game. But you mentioned Krakowski with a hat trick as well, and. They've got other players. Uh, Anna Hansen had two assists, and Molly Henches with a goal and an assist. So they've got some depth, certainly other than just Moran up front. Uh, South St. Paul were four to nothing winners over Delano Rockford as they bounce back from their four-one loss at the hands of the Academy of Holy Angels the other day. Uh, and in other actions, Mankato West seven and Worthington one, and then also Grand Rapids Greenway one better than Bemidji last night. That by a score of three to two, and Forest Lake were four to two winners over Eastridge. Big day worth of uh, action there for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, another score that stood out you didn't mention was uh, Northfield, four three winners over Rosemont. Of course, Rosemont 
went to the state tournament last year in Northfield promises to be one of the uh, better teams in section one double a and uh, no surprise to see Ayla puppy with a goal and three assists for Northfield. So she got in on the scoring on all of the Raiders goals in that one. Uh, Of course. And we'll be saying her name throughout the season quite a bit. Uh, Looking at games coming up on Thursday of interest, of course, uh, we will have Delano Rockford at Richfield Ice Arena against the uh, Academy of Holy Angels Stars. Woodbury will be at Blaine and Fogarty Ice Arena. Uh, Duluth Marshall is at Cloquet Esco Carlton. These are all on the MN Hockey TV network. Uh, It'll be Chaska Chan and a Crosstown rivalry with uh, Holy Family. Uh, We also have Shakopee at Maple Grove. I mean, it goes on and on. Hopkins Park at Osseo Park Center. That'll be at the Dick Vra Arena, as we discussed earlier. Uh, we also have uh, Visitation at Farmington. Uh, what other games, Matt? Uh, real quick, Wasika at New Prague. And then we have uh, Detroit Lakes at East Grand Forks. Nice menu of games coming up on Thursday. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I want to bump ahead to Saturday as well because we've got just an unbelievable slate of games. We can get get into that here in a minute, but I think Saturday really is the uh, the day of the week that you're going to want to tune into MN Hockey TV. Taking a quick leak, uh, look at the leaderboard. Uh, Ilsa Lindemann is leading the way with uh, 12 points right now. The uh, hilltopper of the Marshall School Duluth is absolutely getting the job done. They're not shy putting the puck in that. The girls game, there have been lots of girl goals here to start the season, which I think has been absolutely awesome. And uh, they hit the ground running and are playing some great hockey for sure. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, of course, Duluth Marshall had a, a tough, hard-fought uh, loss to Warroad last weekend. But, again, we kind of know that Duluth Marshall, Proctor Hermantown, 1A, 1B, really, in that section. So we'll see how those two teams match up. I believe they'll play in the regular season as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I believe that's in late January, kind of a, a section tune-up preview. But looking forward to seeing those two teams. And But, yeah, the goal scoring has been really strong early on. We're going to have a great show coming up on Sunday with Inside the Bubble. We'll have our boys' season preview. We'll take a look at uh, about seven or so games of uh, girls' games that have great highlights that we'll walk you through this year. We'll have our uh, St. Cloud State Player Spotlight feature. Uh, we will hear from uh, the Rink Live Sydney Wolf as we'll get prepared for the boys' season as well. And, Matt, it's going to be an action-packed show. We're looking forward to that one. 10 o'clock, it airs live on Care 11 Plus and the Care 11 streaming apps. Matt, thanks for joining us here today on the show. Uh, we'll be checking back in with you probably at some point for our Friday program. And don't forget, we are now posting the Overtime Podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with feedback, reactions from the big games that played out the night before. For Matt Harrington, I'm Pete Wagner. So long, everybody.